step worth taking If the path we face Is the one God's making When he says go, we won't be alone Let's take a leap of faith Hey Zeke, is that? Yeah, I think it is. When did she get back in town? I don't know, but I sure hope she learned her lesson. Me too. She caused a world full of trouble around here. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she just came back home and she isn't looking to cause any trouble. You're right, Zeke. That's what Bicker's Pond needs to do. She's probably ready to start over with a clean slate. Who are Zeke and Elliot talking about? It sure sounds like it's some creature with a past that isn't, well, good. Welcome to the Tales of Zeke and Elliot, parables worth pondering. I'm Leah. Come with us as we trail the evidence to find the culprit in today's episode, Unmasked. It was early in the morning and Gertie, a jolly groundhog, arrived at the crispy bark to open up for the day. As she reached to place her key in the lock, she suddenly froze. The door was ajar and the lock had been broken. She pushed the door open and saw a mess everywhere. And worse, the cash register was open and the money was gone. Oh no, oh no, what am I gonna do? Who did this? Gertie quickly went for help. She came across Elliot as he was riding to work. The frog told her that he would go find Mr. Mouse and that she should stay with Zeke at the repair shop until they came back. Thank you, Elliot. I'll do that. I'm a little nervous to go back alone. I don't blame you. Zeke will take good care of you. Just tell him where I've gone and we'll be back as soon as we can. Thank you, Elliot. True to his word, Elliot found Mr. Mouse and brought him back to the repair shop to meet up with Gertie and Zeke. They all went to the crispy bark, and Gertie did an inventory of everything that was missing. The cash register is empty, so there's that. I have the total written down here so I know what was in it last night when I closed up. Then I'm missing some other odd things like my favorite coffee mug and my apron. Your apron? Are you sure? Positive. I laid it out before I left last night. I always hang it behind the counter ready for the next day. And that mug was given to me by Vera. And it couldn't be anywhere else. No, I'm sure. I don't know why anyone would want it. It only has value to me. Anything else? No, just the money, the mug, and my apron. Did you see anyone hanging around here last night when you left? No, but I wasn't really looking for anyone, so I can't really say. That's all right, Gertie. I'm going to start asking the residents if they've seen anything suspicious. I'll be back later to check on you. And Elliot and I will help you get things cleaned up here. You can go home if you'd like and let us do this. I'd rather stay here with you two if you don't mind. Don't really want to be alone right now. I'll be fine to work. Maybe it will get my mind off of it. People have already missed their breakfast. I can't make them miss lunch, too. Besides, I can't let this ruin my business. Well, then we'll get started cleaning up and you fire up the grill. As the frogs helped the groundhog clean up, Mr. Mouse started visiting residents that lived closest to the crispy bark. He wasn't having any luck until he arrived at the home of a family of caterpillars. They mentioned they had seen a raccoon around the crispy bark pretty late into the evening. Ruby and Mrs. Badger were headed to the bark together. Evidently, they had heard the news. He stopped to ask if they'd seen anything. I don't like saying this, but I did see a critter. Looked like they had a mask on her, or was part of the fur. I saw them outside my place. But when I started to approach them, they took off. I sure hope it wasn't that raccoon. Ruby, we don't know anything for certain. We best not make assumptions. You're right, Vera. But I just can't stand the thought of Gerda getting hurt. Oh, is she okay, Mr. Mouse? She was holding up pretty well when I left her with Zeke and Elliot. 
They were cleaning things up for her. Well, we better get over there and see if there's anything we can do. And Mr. Mouse, I don't know for certain what I saw, but what I do know is that some creature was hanging around my place after closing. I did see them head in the direction of the crispy bark. They had dark fur around their eyes and wore a mask. I can attest to her mentioning this before we ever heard about the break-in. She was worried about it. As Mr. Mouse was writing this down, he saw the male snail, Simon, on his route. Simon, did you happen to see anyone around the crispy bark last evening while delivering the mail? Sure did! I saw that raccoon Delilah walk around the back and disappear for a few minutes. I'd heard she was back in town. Disappear? For a bit. And then I saw her leaving, and she seemed upset about something. You have any idea why she was upset? It wasn't any of my business, so I didn't ask her nothing. What's this about? I'd rather not say right now, but thank you for your help. I don't like saying so, but I sure hope that raccoon isn't up to her old tricks again. Good day, Simon. Mr. Mouse hadn't found any evidence, so he went back to the crispy bark to check on Gertie and see if she'd found anything else missing. The place was packed and everyone was talking at once about what they thought might have happened. I don't think we can roll out the nutcrackers. They're not the nicest critters around here. Now hold on. Lenny and his gang have never stolen anything. And they always leave a message behind. That's right. We didn't find their signature pile of crack nuts anywhere. What about those pirate ants? What if they've decided to go back to their old ways? Oh, no, I don't believe that. They tore up your place once before, Gertie. We can't just throw around a bunch of suppositions. Suppositions? Really? I've been hanging out with Mr. Marvin a lot lately, broadening my vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, but hypothesis would be more appropriate. Oh, good grief. Mosquito, mosquito. We can't start blaming this calamity on anyone who has ever done anything wrong or at some point all of our names are going to come up. Speaking of that, you know who's back in town, don't you? Sure do. That thieving raccoon is back. I heard the burglar was masked, too. A mask? Well, that sounds like her. Oh my goodness, that mask is a dead giveaway. No way. I just don't know. Now that's enough. We don't know who is responsible for this wrongdoing. And until we do, we aren't going to start blaming one another. This is Bicker's Pond. We look out for each other. From the back of the room came a small voice. Everyone turned to see the newly returned raccoon. A small tear was running down her masked face. The inhabitants of the crispy bark were quiet as a blanket of shame fell over the room. It wasn't me. I promise. I would never hurt the citizens of Bicker's Pond again. I really am sorry for the past. Please excuse me. Now, Mr. Mouse is right. I won't have any more of this kind of talk inside these four walls. You all either order some food and let me get back to business or head on your way. Well, fine. You just want me to go away, then I'll just go away. Well said, Gertie. Do you have anything new for me? Elliot and I do. We found some tracks in the back room. There was flour spilled and some critter walked through it. It's not us and they're not Gertie's footprints. What about the other employees? Everything gets cleaned up before we close. So any tracks found this morning would be from either me or the animal responsible for this. Show them to me. Here they are, Mr. Mouse. Oh, no. They sure look a lot like... Keep this quiet. I know what to do. Zeke, Elliot, meet me at my office in a half hour. Will do. Absolutely. Delilah, it's Mr. Mouse. Mind if I come in? Come in. I just wanted to stop by and say I'm real sorry about all that back there. I've got something I wanted to... What is that in your hands, Delilah? An apron. I can see that, but isn't that... Gertie's. 
Why do you have her apron? I didn't take it. I promise. I just got home and it was sitting on my table. Then you knocked on the door. What about the mug? Someone leave that sitting on your table too? It wasn't me. I know the reputation I have, Mr. Mouse. And I know I earned it. But I paid my debt and I've made the best decision of my life. I'm a new creature in Christ. He forgave me. Why can't this town forgive me too? I didn't do it. You were seen near the crispy bark the night of the robbery. Can you tell me what you were doing there? You don't have to, but it would help me account for you being there. I received a message asking me to meet near the crispy bark to discuss a job. When I showed up, no one was there. Come with me. I've got a few more questions. Mr. Mouse escorted the raccoon to his office. Zeke and Elliot met them there soon after. He spoke with Delilah and the two frogs, then sent the raccoon on her way. It's too bad, fellas. We can't find any real evidence that she did it. We'll have to let her go until we find the real culprit or some actual evidence. I can't believe you let her go. Sorry, I didn't find any evidence at her house and she says she isn't guilty. I hope nothing else happens before you find whoever did this. At this point, we're going to need some undeniable evidence to show up. How was that, Mr. Mouse? You think we overdid it a little bit? Great job, boys. That evening, Gertie was closing up shop and started home. When the groundhog remembered, she'd left a light on in the back room. I can't believe I forgot that light. I'd never forget. Oh, Gertie, you're getting... Gertie, you're getting forgetful in your old age. What in the world? What are you doing in here? Uh, uh, well, uh, I was hoping to order some food. You were hoping to find food in the cash register? And do you always wear a mask when you go out to eat? I uh, guess that is a little awkward. I'll just take it off and introduce myself. My name's Dusty. No, your name is Elroy, or was, the last time you were in here. Though I suspect that's not your name either. You remember me? I don't forget the face of anyone who swindles my best friend out of her hard-earned money. Oh, yeah? Well, what are you going to do? I think you mean, what are we going to do? You set Delilah up, didn't you? And you stole Gertie's money. Zeke, Elliot, if you don't mind, I'll ask the questions. Any chance of us, you know, working out a deal if I tell you everything? I guess that'll depend on what you tell me. Gertie, how about we head outside while Mr. Mouse takes down Wade's confession? I thought I was going to have a heart attack in there. Sounded like you were handling yourself just fine. Sure did, Gertie. Sorry, we weren't expecting him to show up that soon. Why did you go back inside? Because I left the light on in the back room. I never imagined he'd be inside already. Are you okay? I'll be fine. And I was happy to do it if it clears Delilah's name. I really hate that she was set up for all of this. How did Mr. Mouse know it wasn't her? The tracks in the flower. Weasel tracks and raccoon tracks are similar in size, but they aren't the same in pattern. He went over to Delilah's house to tell her he knew it wasn't her. But when he saw your missing items, he had some doubts. However, when she claimed she was innocent, he could tell she was telling the truth. When he asked us to meet him in his office, it was to make a big scene in hopes that whoever was the culprit would be around to hear. We talked real loud, saying that Delilah wasn't being blamed yet and that more evidence would need to be found. Mr. Mouse made the right supposition that Wade would try to plant more evidence pointing to Delilah. Hypotheses. He made the right hypotheses. Um, in this case, supposition would be correct, Zeke. What are you two talking about? Nothing. Never mind. Good. I'm ready for this to be over, and I'll be able to sleep tonight. The three set off to find Delilah and tell her the good news. 
They filled her in on the details as they walked back to the crispy bark. Sorry we had to keep you in the dark about everything. I think I'm glad you did, but I'm relieved you solved the mystery. We didn't. That was Mr. Mouse. He was the one who believed we may have been all barking up the wrong tree, assuming it was you. Well, folks, I think we've wrapped this case up. This is Wade, not Elroy or Dusty or any of the other false aliases he gave me. He would like to say something to Delilah. Tell her everything, Wade. It was me. I set this whole thing up so you'd look guilty. Why me? I don't even know you. Look, it's nothing personal. It's what I do. I needed cash, I was headed this way again, and I had folks talking about you returning to the area. I wrote that note about a job to get you outside the crispy buck. So you'd be seen. And then you broke into my home and planted the scarf and the coffee mug so I'd look even more guilty. <laughs> what can I say? You were pretty easy prey. Same thing with that old badger a few years back. Why, you little- Zeke, don't. Don't. Mr. Mouse has this handled. Thank you, Elliot. I do. Wade and I have come to an agreement. In exchange for his confession, he'll be doing some community service around Dicker's Pond. The weasel laughed a little under his breath at the thought of what his punishment would be. He would charm whoever was in charge and be off on his merry way before he finished whatever task they had in mind. But things didn't go exactly as he'd expected. You've missed a spot in that corner where the two sides meet. Higher and to the right. Are you blind? Can't you see there's not enough paint on your brush? Good afternoon, Mrs. Badger. How's Wade doing? Will he be finished painting the crispy bark by the end of the week? I don't think he will. Not at this rate. Uh, Mr. Mouse, would you mind if we had a Wade? Of course, Wade. Just hop down from that ladder and we can talk privately. You see, uh, I was hoping we could maybe negotiate a new deal. This badger is worse than any parole officer I have ever had. Is she? Well, I wouldn't let her hear you say that. It'll go to her head. Good day, Wade. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Tales of Zeke and Elliot. I really like what Delilah said earlier in our story. She knew she had a bad reputation among the residents of Bigger's Pond. She didn't deny the fact that she had done wrong in the past, but she had made a change. She had made the best decision of her life by becoming a new creature in Christ. That means she had given her life to Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. Verse 19 says that God reconciled us to himself, not counting our sins against us. That means that when we confess our sins to God, he forgives us and never counts them against us again. God shows his grace, and so it's always good for us to show grace to others as well. to Insightful Information with Kelly and Candy. I'm Kelly. And I'm Candy. So let's clear up some bad reputations here today. I've got a good reputation, so you must be getting ready to confess something to me. I'm not talking about the two of us. We're sharing insightful information about today's story. Phew. Weasels and raccoons both have a bad name. Weasels are often associated with adjectives like deceitful and treacherous. Because they are small and flexible. Chicken farmers see weasels as sneaky. They can get in and out of chicken coops, stealing eggs, and even chickens themselves. Sometimes they even kill more than they can eat. Yes, and raccoons are called little robbers because of their appearance. They look like they're wearing a mask. They tip over garbage cans and leave a big mess. But both are creatures that God made. Just like Delilah didn't want to be known by her reputation, 
Neither do they. Wow, we stayed on track and got to know about two creatures today, Kelly. So let's end on a high note. Bye, kids. Bye. Thanks for listening. Parents, if you enjoy these stories, please like and review us on your favorite podcast app. It helps Zeke and Elliot to find new friends. You can support the Tales of Zeke and Elliot through our giving portal at zekeandelliot.com. You can choose a one-time or recurring donation, and all donations are tax-deductible. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends. We look forward to meeting with you again. Until then, when God leads, don't be afraid to take your next leap of faith. Should I do that again because of that car? Yep. We can't just throw around a bunch of subs. Su- we can't just throw around a bunch of subs. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Bloopers. Bloopers. This is good. <laughs> oh, good grief. Mosquito, mosquito. Mosquito. <laughs> oh, good grief. Mosquito, mosquito. Mosquito, mosquito. Mosquito, mosquito. You see, I was hoping we could maybe negotiate a deal. This badger is worse than any parole officer I've ever had. Parole is not how you pronounce that. <laughs> Say that again. It's parole officer. Yeah.